Everybody, okay, everybody, uh, welcome, Roger. Okay. Thank you. All right, uh, good morning, everybody, and uh, welcome to this morning's meetings of Overeaters Anonymous. Um, I don't particularly like doing this kind of stuff, uh, but uh, Sarah asked me, and I've learned that if you're asked to do something and you can do it, uh, then you should go ahead and try to do it. So uh, I don't see her here today, but uh, she's the guilty party that asked me to do this. So uh, if I'm going to point blame, I should at least have her in front of me. But apparently she doesn't even have the courage to show up after she did this to me. So I'll have to just resent her from a distance and, and get that far going. Um, I uh, Let's see. I'm Roger and I am a, a compulsive eater. And it took me quite a while to come to terms with that. Um, I have been in OA for about 21 months, uh, a year of that uh, in secular OA. Um, prior to that, I had 35, I've had 35 years in AA, uh, both traditional and a more secular approach. Uh, so I, I'm very familiar with how to use a 12-step format to recovery uh, from alcohol, but not so much from food. And so my journey into food has been different um, and has been in many areas uh, more difficult than my journey into booze. Uh, so I guess what I wanna share this morning is simply how, how my journey got here and uh, some of the things that I've done uh, and uh, why I stick around uh, to do this. Um, as I said, I, I, I started out in much more traditional format with NAA, and about 15 years ago, I started a more secular journey, um, and so that led me to, to read all of these uh, terrible things and books, uh, you know, contrary to tradition, and question things, and analyze things, and come up with all these nasty things you're not supposed to. So I was doing pretty well in AA um, until about maybe, I think five years ago or six years ago. Uh, you know, all this time I, I was using food to medicate my feelings, my emotions and all that stuff, but I wasn't drinking, so I was okay. Life is all right, you know, I'm sober and that's the important thing. Except that I forgot, you know, that food also can damage you and kill you too. So about uh, five years ago, I started to question, you know, maybe I had a problem. And I remember I was joking with myself this morning as I was thinking about this. I went out and I bought this book uh, about five years ago. You can see how nice it is. It's all, I didn't really touch it too much. I've been, I've been using it uh, somewhat now. It's still a little bit too religious for me, but uh, every now and then I'll open it up and I'll take a look at it. And there's some things you can learn in here. And so I thought, well, you know, maybe I've got this problem, you know, uh, but I read it a little bit and I looked at it and in my journey, I said, no, I'm not, uh, I'm going. And so in the last five years or so, especially the last three, um, I've had uh, uh, some knees, uh, knee joints replaced. And uh, I've had a, a couple of surgeries, three or four surgeries. And, but prior to that surgery, my, my doctor said, you know, we're gonna have to get some weight off of you. So you're gonna have to have bariatric surgery. And I said, oh, okay. So I had bariatric surgery. And uh, uh, that's when it really kind of threw up in my face, like, 
Roger, um, why are you eating? You just had bariatric surgery and I'm eating. Um, after that period where you don't eat, uh, I started eating and I couldn't stop myself. Uh, and I said, I don't want to do this anymore. And I kept doing it. Uh, and I said, wait a minute, tomorrow I'm not going to do this. And I kept doing it. Uh, and so I finally said, wait a minute, what is going on here? Uh, and so finally, uh, I looked around in, in my ultimate wisdom, right? I mean, it only took like a, you know, a surgery and a two by four to the head. Um, Roger, you may be a compulsive eater. Why don't you explore this? So I, I, got the, I got the literature. I started reading the pamphlets. I started looking over the signs and the symptoms. And I said, oh, my goodness, I've done this. Uh, I, you know, I've focused on eating. I've thought about what I'm going to eat. And uh, uh, I've ate more than I need to. Um, and I've obsessed about this. Um, so I started going to traditional OA meetings. And uh, they were a good bunch of people. I liked them. Uh, too religious for me. But, uh, you know, they were, they were good people. But I still wasn't, uh, wasn't really getting it, wasn't really committed. Uh, until I, I started attending uh, some secular OA meetings I found online. Uh, and uh, I started uh, to connect with the fact that uh, I had to take step one uh, with my food. And step one, that, you know, there's two parts in step one for me. Uh, the first one was I had to actually admit that I was a compulsive eater. I had to admit that intellectually. Then I had to emotionally accept that I was a compulsive eater. And I had to take that second, that second movement. Um, and the big book talks about uh, with alcohol that you have to admit to your innermost self that you're an alcoholic. And I had to do the same thing with food. Once I had actually uh, admitted and accepted that I was a compulsive eater, then I needed to take a look at what action do I need to take now that you know you are. This condition is not going to leave me. I'm not going to get better one day and eat normally. I, I'm not going to, you know, reach a desired weight and everything's going to be wonderful. Uh, this is a condition that I've had for a very long time. Uh, and I have it now and I have to admit it and I have to live with it. Uh, so uh, once I got there, I had to do step two, which was uh, I can only be successful if I do this with other people. You know, when I was uh, trying to quit drinking, I tried to do it on my own, you know, my own intelligence, my own willpower, my own effort, whatever, you know, to do it yourself, right? I failed. I couldn't do that by myself. I had to be with another group of people to get my act together. The same is true for food. I need to be around you folks. I need to listen to you folks. I need to hear your your stories and your journeys and your ups and your downs and uh, your truths. I need to hear that uh, because I have a great forgetter. You know, if I have an opportunity to rationalize or minimize or project or blame, uh, I'm there. I'm there, boy. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do it. You guys keep me honest because you talk about things. You talk about uh, your relationship with food and your relationship with people and how you do things and how you don't. Uh, and so I, I need to be around other people. And then, then I came to step three. And as you can tell by now, I'm not a conventional person as far as the 12 steps are concerned. I've, I've rewritten the steps, uh, at least the first eight ones in, in a way that means something to me. So I rewrote the third step. 
Uh, along the way, I did do the basic stuff that we do. I, I got myself a sponsor. Uh, he's a more traditional kind of sponsor, so we're not really talking a whole lot these days, but we did go through the first five steps together using the OA format. And he was very, very helpful for me. I went to a dietitian and got a food plan um, and uh, put that together. Um, and we also worked out a calorie uh, program for myself, which I'm committed to. I've got my list of trigger foods that I, I stay away from. Um, and I go to my meetings. And uh, oh, what's happening is it doesn't matter you know, the scale no longer is an issue. Yeah, I'm going to lose weight. It's going to happen. All right, no problem. But I want to talk about my, how my relationship with food has changed, where I feel different about myself. I'm no longer uh, um, a victim to this thing. I, I'm engaged. Uh, I'm working it. Some days I do really good. Some days not so good. I don't beat myself up uh, and take a bludgeon to myself. You know, one of the things I learned about beating myself up emotionally, if I'm doing that long enough, I don't have to do anything to change because I'm just beating myself up all the time. So I try to minimize that as much as possible. I have lost some weight. I mean, I gained 50 pounds back off the surgery and I've lost 35 of that. So, you know, I'm in the right direction. Things are going, but I got to maintain my what they call a fit spiritual condition. You know, I, I'm an agnostic, but I still consider myself a spiritual person. Uh, I happen to believe that within each of us uh, is a, a, what I call an inner wisdom. And uh, so I, I, I believe in that for all of us. For those of you who know some of these books, some of the stuff that I talk about comes from this book, which is, and also from this book. Uh, I've gained a whole lot of uh, knowledge about that. I also use this particular book roughly on several times a week. It's a meditation book for agnostics and atheists and folks like us who have a different framework on things. So step three, when I look at step three in my, in my journey, the way I wrote it was I made a commitment to a healthy lifestyle of recovery that means four things. First, I develop a spirit of goodwill to all people the best I can. Two, I seek wisdom from responsible people you folks. I discover my true inner wisdom. Okay. And finally, I focus only on those things that I can control. Now, I figure if I'm uh, living that, if I'm practicing those four aspects of step three, then I'm living step three in my life. And uh, so that's what I try to do. Um, I try to use the tools that are in OA. I try to use the steps as I've developed them for myself. I tried to use the support of the people in the meetings uh, and an honesty and acceptance that I am a compulsive eater and that I'm gonna to need to do this to manage it for the rest of my life. Um, okay, so that's about the best that I can do for you folks. Uh, I don't think I've used up my time. So you have a lot more time to do comments. I thank Sarah, I guess, that she asked me. I appreciate you all listening to me, all right? And I hope that you all have a successful and uh, a peaceful day. All right. Bye.